Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for school, rock school, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Are you on the serious? Yes. Of course I'm serious. Oh, get out of here. You don't think he looks goofy? No. I can't uh-huh. wait to see Donald Trump on a horse without a shirt. <laughs> Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, Rock School Radio Network. Uh, my name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Tammy Burns. Good. My wife of, what is it going to be this uh, this year, 28 years? Uh, is You're yeah. talking about me or somebody else? No, no, no. But our, our wives and girlfriends, may they never meet. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. 28 years in September, right? Yeah. What do you want to do? Kill you. Kill you. The topic today is right on time. I mean, every so often I've got these shows put together and they sit in a briefcase for a good long time and then I pull them out as I need them. I saw this on social media. Have you seen this, this pink piece of paper pop up anywhere? Oh, yeah. I've seen that all over, like Facebook and everywhere. This is, if you haven't seen this already, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see it real soon. It's the not recommended music. It's simply a pink piece of paper. Every time I see it, it's pink, and I'm not sure why. Me too. What it is, is a listing of songs, artists and songs, that supposedly were banned in 1985 Russia. And in 1985, Russia, they made the statement that, let's see, Black Sabbath, you couldn't play it on the radio because of violence and religious obscurantism. Ooh, Ladies and gentlemen. That's a big word. I, I, don't th- I don't think it's quite spelled right because there's a lot of K's and backwards R's and things like that. <laughs> Nazareth, you couldn't play him because of violence, religious mysticism, and sadism. Sadism, ladies and gentlemen, inside of the songs of Nazareth. This is my entire playlist. Genghis Khan, anti-communism, and nationalism. How about that? I know. Also, Pink Floyd, the interfering of foreign policy of the USSR discussing Afghanistan. What song is that? I don't know. I I tried to figure out what it was, and I don't know what it is. If you haven't seen this list, it's getting posted all over social media. And when I saw it, two or three people just posted it, and then two or three people then shared it with me. Hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And it was one of those things where I looked at it and said, this has to be a joke. This, if you don't pass it on, three of your friends die. Right, something like that. Or uh-huh. Bill Gates will give you a million dollars. Or the, the king of whatever African nation it is this month in the email. Okay, I, I, I looked at it and went, this, is, this has got to be fake. This, it's, so, it's got so many misspellings and so wrong. Yeah. This has got to be made up. It is. It's not. It's completely true. And what I have here is the story of this list. If you haven't seen it on social media yet, believe me, you will. I have the background of it. I'm going to talk to you about it and what it 
means, where it came from, and it's a neat little story because... And you can prove that this thing is true. Oh, yeah. Really? What's fun is it happened in 1985, and that year means something, specifically January of 1985. And while you're running through your Wikipedia pages trying to figure out what I mean by January 1985, let's listen to a song that was not recommended to the Russian radio stations nor the Russian youth. It was Van Halen. And according to this list, Van Halen shouldn't be played because of anti-Soviet propaganda. Agree. I know every Van Halen song up, down, through, out, under. I have never heard them once talk about anything political, heck, Soviet, nothing. Don't listen, friends. Don't listen to this junk. None whatsoever. Here you go. Hang them high. It's Van Halen on Rock School. Van Halen, who uh, are anti-Russian propagandists, I don't think Eddie could pick out Russia on a map. Now, now, he's a smart guy. If you spotted him Asia to find it on there. Not the band, the actual country. The list, the one I'm talking about on social media, goes by a lot of different names. Songs that were banned in 1986, songs that were this, 1985, songs that were blah, blah, blah. But it is always a pink piece of paper, a list. And what's funny, you always see the first bands, Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper, Nazareth, Scorpion, Mm -hmm. Scorpions, Genghis Khan, UFO, blah, blah, blah. And they're almost always violence or some kind of anti-communist what have you. So we can't have it being played on the radio. Right. Looks fake. It's not. The list was actually titled from Russian, because you can go online when you see the stories written about this list, you can see the actual document that it's taken from. And of course, it's written in Russian, which I haven't spoken for years and it's escaped me. Yeah, me neither. the, 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 The quick brain of mine was able to at least translate the title. It is the approximate list of foreign musical groups and artists whose repertoires contain ideologically harmful compositions. Well, at least it's succinct. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Here's what happened with the thing. It was distributed to party officials in January of 1985. Okay, why do we care about January 1985? Right. The reason was, and, and this is my research and what I found from other people writing about this list, those who were holding on to the communist ways could sort of see the changing of the tide. Okay. It was beginning to come to an end because... Only two months later, March of 1985, Mikhail Gorbachev becomes the general secretary and implements glasnost and perestroika. Right. If you don't know what those words mean, glasnost basically means open politics, political openness. Perestroika is the concept of economic changes and reconstruction. People were able to, at least maybe not in 85, but soon, able to own their own land, own their own businesses in a communist country. So things were changing, and it was going to get to the point where you couldn't hold on to people anymore. And it was rock music that was, you know, poised and ready to come in. And it was seemingly hard rock and punk, because when you listen to this list, 
they're not saying don't play Pat Boone. They're not playing. They're not saying don't play Doris Day. Yeah. So obviously the people that were nervous of these bands were nervous of a certain kind of music. Uh, the Strangers, Kiss, Crocus, Iron Maiden, Sparks, Sparks. Goodness. They're, they're, you can see what kind of music they're a little nervous of that they're putting this list Not together kids, for. Mister. No, 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 no. And again, if you want, you can go see it. How do I find it? Well, the document you see is translated from a book called Everything Was Forever Until It Was No More. It's by a guy named Alexei Yurchak. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but yep. everything was forever until it was no more. Search those keywords and you will run right into this list and you will see the original document, but you know, it, it might as well be written in some language that no one can understand, to me at least, because I don't read Russian. So let's play another one. Please do. ACDC. Yeah. Can't play ACDC because neo-fascism and violence. Well, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you get dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Oh, absolutely. That's true. It's ACDC on Rock School. <laughs> Coming out of ACDC, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, once again, we're looking at the songs that were banned back in 1985. If you want to find it again, look for look for just the songs that were banned, Soviet songs that were banned, Russian songs that were banned, or banned in Russia. I, that, that, that's how I found it. Let me ask you something. Sure, go ahead. Has this list been out there like a long time? I've not seen it. It's one of those that because of social media and the way social media works, the moment something hits and becomes viral, mm-hmm. you know, then whack, everybody's got it, which is what I saw. It was, I guess, the middle of last week. Somebody posted it, and then it showed up on a to me. Somebody sort of shared it specifically with me. Hey, yeah. man, have you seen this? And then once I saw it, you know, it was like a unicorn. I've never seen it before, and then pff, it's everywhere. Goodness. The moment you see the unicorn, then you can't not see them. It's like fairies in a movie. Well, that's why I'm, I still have this question mark in my head. Is, is this is this real? Everything my research showed, once I started looking into it, it's major sources. I mean, newspapers and salon.com and other places that aren't known to be goofy okay. were writing about it. So it's it's only part of this guy's book, but it's, it's the really interesting part. Oh, rock songs. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It says, according to, again, a lot of this guy's book and what other people have written online, banning the songs did not have the intended effect. No kidding. Right. It's the two-year-old in the cookie jar. You know, hey, don't don't go to that cookie oh, jar. Absolutely. It's got your favorite cookies in it. What do you think the kid's going to do? No chocolate for you. That's right. The moment you tell somebody they can't have something, human instinct is going to say, I'm going to go get it. Don't ban or restrict anything. Right. What it did was make people go get bootlegs of music. But what's neat about it, here in America, you could get this stuff. So to us, it was nothing. You just sort of had to get it so your parents didn't find it. Yeah. In Russia, it was something that could get you into serious trouble. Like in jail? Egg, well, or or worse, you know, put you in a room and throw away the room. You were Ooh. going against the the block. The you establishment. Were against it. Right. Yeah. So what happened was what they would do is buy X-ray films from hospitals, 
cut them into circles, and record bootlegs onto the discs. Not records, but x-ray sets. The bootlegs were nicknamed ribs and were of extremely low quality, but were also extremely cheap. And you could play those on a regular record player, and that's what they would do for people to hear these rock songs. Wait. Yeah, that's what it says no, here. No, no, you have... Yeah. Goodness. You do what you have to do if you, you want it. You have just put something in my head that I have never even thought about. Isn't I didn't that know neato? that was possible. Isn't that neato? When somebody, you know, has to get something done, you do what is needed to be done. Out of necessity, huh? Yep. And the mother of invention. As you look down this this list, there's one in here, K L E S H. I think how would you pronounce it? Clash? Yeah, I guess. I think that's the Clash. Oh, really? I think that's the Clash. Why? Because when you look at the reason that they're not recommended, it doesn't say they're banned. It says they're not recommended. It says it's because they're punk and they talk about violence. Okay, that's the the Clash. Got that one on the money. Here's a Clash on Rock School. Coming into the first break, question. This is what popped into my mind, at least. Who wrote this list? And it would be so easy to just say, oh, some Russian guy. Or, you know, those in the Politburo. They wrote it. This is the reason I think the list is authentic. I think it's real. Because there's an author. And the author is researchable. The author of this list of songs from 1985, Mm -hmm. January is when it was passed around, was, and I'm going to, I'm hoping I'm, you know, pronouncing this correctly. Go ahead, give it a shot. The Komsomol, K-O-M-S-O-M-O-L, the Komsomol. I am so sure that you screwed that up. I'm sure. It might be the Komsomol, you know, or or the Komsomol. So much better. You know, Rock the Casbah. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the Komsomol. That's the way I'm going to say anyway, it. Anyway, that's the guy, right? right. If I, well, no, it's a group. Oh, it's a group. Okay. It's a group. Okay. It is It is the youth wing of the Communist Party, and it is, if you translate it out, it is the All-Union Lenin Young Communists League created back in 1918. I also saw some that stated it was formed in 1916, but 1918. Okay, what Ni- is this 1918? thing? 1918? Yeah, 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 yeah. 1918? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, there, there was no crocus or clash wow. back then. Okay. But here's the thing. This is one of those organizations that, you know, you will join. I'm sorry. You will join. It says here, every youth came up through this and became part of the Komosol, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Unless you were a bad kid or unless you had overly religious parents, you were part of this. And what happened is at 14, you joined it. You were either a commissal or you're the commissolettes, which sounds like a band, doesn't it? Or girls. <laughs> Bob and the commissolettes, ladies and gentlemen. Chicks, what it, are you going to do? It says here that what they did is they encouraged good pupils or spanked bad ones, set up meetings to support the decisions of the Communist Party. In the fight against drinking in the mid-80s, for example, they started alcohol-free commissal weddings, 
That was their big promotion back then. Right. They also performed free labor and volunteer work. On the face of it, it sounds like a decent organization. Sounds like my junior year in uh, high school. Right. It died out in 1991 with the fall of communism. However, the newspaper, the Commissol, which then became the Daily Commissolyaka Pravda... Right. I'm, again, I'm not coming anywhere near it's these okay. words. Hit it. It says here it outlived the organization and is now one of the best-selling tabloid papers in Russia. So that's where it came from. It was a youth organization that decided, uh-oh, this music is going to harm the youth or go against our teachings, and that's the reason we need to have it taken off the radio. So there, yeah. Wow. <laughs> How about that? I like it. This is the whole background of that list you're going to see on social media. Who's listening to us? Well, this would be a radio station that would be banned. Oh, what's that? Mm, KFOK in Sacramento, yeah, California. Yeah. Something tells me that's not the way they say it in Russia, though. No. Get us on Facebook and find this posted all over the place. Uh, search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in a minute on Rock School. Taking a look at the list out of the uh, out of the first break, let me give you some other ones here. Alice Cooper, you're not allowed to listen to him, or you weren't allowed to listen to him because of violence and vandalism. Oh, I was just allowed to listen to him in my fifties. I'm trying so, to yeah, think. Yeah. Vandalism? Sure. What, why not? what song are we talking about? I I can't pick out what they what they mean. Uh, Scorpions. Not allowed to listen to them because right. of violence. Well, I understand that one. Blackout. There you go. Love at first sting. Ooh. That makes sense. Yeah, I, okay. I can buy that one. Uh, let's see. Sex Pistols, punk, violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, B-52s, punk, violence. Hairdo. Yeah, hairdo, the right. Can you imagine if the beehive took over in, in Soviet Russia in the 19, or 1980s? Not good. No, that would have been bad. It wasn't Ki- good anywhere. Kiss, violence. Yes. Again, I don't really get the violence thing, but nationalism. I think nationalism to America. Sort of the hurrah, we're great type thing. I think okay, that's what so they're that's talking about there. No, kiss. Kiss, oh, as I see in, what you're saying. Right, as Nash. in the kabuki makeup. Oh, well, right. I got you. Okay. Crocus, violence, and cult of personality. I thought that was Living Color. Mm. I, I think they got the, 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 the group wrong on that one. Uh, Donna Summer, Eroticism. Oh, my. Yeah, they got that one right. That's true. Tina Turner, Sex. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah, I think so. And uh, down here at the bottom, The Village People. Ready for the reason you can't play the village? I'm not going to play the village people. Ready for the reason you can't play the village people, oh, though? please play the village people. Violence. What? At what point in time... Were the village people violent? I maybe because they were talking about in the navy and oh the my navy. Gosh. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't around when they made this list. I was out of town. The village people make everybody happy. I think so. The talking heads are who we will play. Myth of Soviet military danger. Ooh. 
I love the way it's written, though. Myth of Soviet military danger. In Ooh. Russia, boat rides you. Right? That Doesn't it sound like that? Say that again. <laughs> I get this mental picture of Putin riding a bear, holding a moose, and crushing a bird. Does he have a shirt on? No. Goodness, oh, I no. I love it. Yeah, burning down the house. It's the heads on Rock School. Wait, this this was our conversation while the talking heads were playing. You're not kidding about Putin with a shirt off. You actually think Vladimir Putin is a handsome man. You think he's hot when he drives around on a bear or a jet ski or what have you with a shirt off, yeah? I love it that you have him on a bear because I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. Yes, the bear and Putin on the serious? bear. Are you serious? Yes. Of course I'm serious. Oh, get out of here. You don't think he looks goofy? No. I can't wait to see Donald Trump on a horse without a shirt. I'm in, man. Do you think you think he's going to adopt that? Oh, I hope so. Once he becomes once he becomes president, he's going to be riding around with his shirt off oh, on a horse. I hope so. Right there on Pennsylvania Avenue. They got their Putin. We got our Donald. Oh, that'll be wonderful. Ooh. Well, now you see, now that you've put it in that aspect, I'm, I'm I don't think I'll be able to sleep tonight. It's the bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. You are the very turned on Tammy Burns. <laughs> Oh, I just had a cumulative attack of the willies just off of that. Let's do seven days in 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates, May 30th all the way through June 5th. I believe you have Monday, you you schoolgirl. Go ahead, Monday, go. <laughs> I can't even do it. May 30th, 1987, the Los Angeles Times reports that Michael Jackson has offered 50000 for the bones of the elephant man. Not true, by the way. No, totally tabloid, not true. May 31st, 2005, Strawberry Field, not Fields, Field, the Liverpool Orphanage, which inspired the Beatles' famous song, is closed by the Salvation Army after almost 70 years. June 1st, 1991, Sting appears on the first airing of a new Soviet TV rock show called Rock Steady. There you go, appropriate for the show title. June 2nd, 2006, Muscle Shoals Sound Studio at 3614 Jackson Highway. We lived just near there, didn't we? Yes, we we did. Oh, yeah. Is added to the National Historic Register. June 3, 1970, with the BBC refusing to air the Kinks' new single, Lola, because of its reference to the Coca-Cola, the BBC doesn't allow brand names. Right. Ray Davies went back in and re-recorded it as Cherry Cola rather than Coca-Cola. June 4, 1979, President Jimmy Carter hosts Chuck Berry playing a concert for the first family at the White House. And then finally, June 5, 1988, Patty Boyd, ex-wife of George Harrison, files for divorce from Eric Clapton. And by the way, the song Layla is about her. Also, Wonderful Tonight is about her. The song She's Got Away is about her. Goodness. She may very well be the woman who's had more songs by serious artists. You know, maybe Mona Lisa. Wow. Maybe a great piece of art. To get us into the next song, one of the groups on this 1985 Russian list is Madness. 
the very famous picture of madness, all, I think it's five guys, six guys, sort of all stepping forward and they're all bent over backwards on each other. Yeah. It's not on that album. It's on the album that followed it. Chaz Smith of of uh, Madness joked to a, a website called The Scotman, who, by the way, offered a lot of information for this Rock School radio show. Right. That the song Baggy Trousers, which is done by Madness, says here it was really... This is where he says this list is the truth. It was really, quote, a scheme to smuggle out of the USSR as many dissidents as possible hidden in the trousers of sympathetic Cossacks. <laughs> well, oh. at least we know the reason behind the song. I thought it was just because your pants didn't fit. Oh, but, my yeah. goodness. Here you go. It's Madness on Rock School. All right, let's play one more before we get to the second break. Here are some more bands that are on this list that we're not supposed to play in 1985 Russia. Once again, January of uh, of 1985, because in March in comes Mikhail Gorbachev and starts to sort of turn all turn all the knobs and dials and turns the the hot water on. Remember the lost television show where the guy went down and turned all the knobs and dials? Yeah, well, Mikhail started (gasps) to do that. Ooh. Here are some groups. The Originals were not allowed to be played because of sex. Shannon and English, uh, sex. A Manish Machine, sex. Apparently somebody was seeing a lot of stuff that I wasn't seeing. The Ramones, sex. No, I'm kidding. It's punk. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Iron Maiden, violence. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see how you can pull that out of their music. I get that, yeah. Judas Priest, anti-communism and racism. What are you talking about? I don't know. Again, I've been a Priest fan since I can't tell you when I've seen them in concert. I have no idea where they're pulling racism from. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And the one that made me sort of raise my eyebrows, do you hear all of this music? Listen, UFO, Talking Heads, Sex Pistols, Maiden, Manish Machine, Ramones. Julio Iglesias is on this list. Sex? No, not sex. That's what you would think, wouldn't it? Yes. That, that, that this guy was just... That's all he was. This, this guy was just dripping with Putin lusts, right. apparently. But mm-hmm. no, they say it's because of neo-fascism. Again, the only song, if you put a gun to my head and said, name a Julio Iglesias song other than To All the Girls I've Loved Before... That's the only one I can think of. I'm a dead man, but... I don't see where neo-fascist... This guy was a crooner so that middle-aged women could go, oh, oh, Putin. That's (laughs) that's what he did. Where they get neo-fascism. And it's not just fascism. It's neo-fascism, which means new. That's what I think, too. We can't play him because there'll be no more Russian women available to us. They're taking our women. <laughs> Julio Iglesias is going to show up and take our women from us. I mentioned Judas Priest, and again, racism. I don't get it. I don't know where they got it. I don't either. Here's Priest on Rock School.
Okay, coming into the second break, grab your piece of paper there. We're going to say hello to another one of our affiliates. A lot of the stories, articles that I found online that talked about this list also talked about the fact that, again, as we said earlier in the show, this looked like a last gasp. This looked like, stop, stop, you know, we can see it's falling. Don't play this music. Let's see if we can hold off just a little bit longer. Right. And the reasons they gave was because, and I'll I'll try to finish up the the show with more of this, but rock in Russia was already happening. And not only inside of the borders of Russia, but outside rock groups Mm -hmm. were starting to get around and come in in 1984 obviously the year before this happened, Iron Maiden, who's on this list, uh, became the first Western band to tour the Soviet bloc. Now, not the Soviet Union proper, but they did play Poland and Hungary and Yugoslavia. So the music was getting in. Oh, you got it. I I heard a, a statement one time that it wasn't tanks and bombs and fright that brought down the Soviet Union. It was the fax machine. Oh, yeah? It used to be that if a document had to get somewhere, you had to physically take the document. Right. Well, once the fax machine was there, once there was a way to digitally move a document so you couldn't physically see a piece of paper move. Yes, okay. Border meant nothing. That's true. A wall meant nothing. And if you got a few people that really knew what they were doing, you could receive a fax. You know, you think to yourself, well, today receiving a fax is nothing. Well, go back to 1985. Oh, yeah. It it took some pretty gosh darn ingenious people. But let's remember, these guys were making records out of x-ray plates. Goodness. So it's, you know, stuff got in. Why didn't the cure for in. cancer come from them, you know? I don't know. I don't know. You you ask, you wonder about that. The, the things that we put so much brain power on. Right. Why don't we put it to something else? You wonder about that. Then two years later, after Gorbachev is in, Billy Joel goes on tour in Soviet Russia and the first live album ever recorded in, in Russia. And I'm sure it's not the first live album in Russia by a Russian band, yeah. but by an in, by an outside person, a Western person, Billy Joel records it. I remember watching the tour. Oh, sure, you it was, bet. It, that's a great. It's a doc. It's a documentary that right? runs every now and again on HBO. Yeah, very yeah, good, and it's still fun to watch. Who's listening to us? How about KSKQ in Ashland, Oregon? All right, good enough. We'll be back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School. We'll go out by playing UFO, one of my sort of guilty pleasures, hard rock bands of the 1980s, <laughs> which I really enjoy. You know, little Night Ranger now and again, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Yep, it's like drinking a bad beer. You like Night Ranger? Yeah. Okay, so do I. Just let, let's not tell anyone. Aww. So, it says here on a lot of, again, a lot of these websites that I went to talked about what music was doing in Russia at the time. And it says that Russia already had an underground rock and punk movement. 
Why underground? Well, because it bothered some people who were in the Politburo. It bothered the people who were running the country. Right. However, in 1980, a rock festival was held in Tbilisi, Georgia. It was named Spring Rhythms. And also, in 1984, what many believe is the first rock club opened up in Leningrad. So, you were not allowed to have underground shows but it seems that the rains were loosening and loosening and loosening getting closer and closer to perestroika right so if you did it as an above ground show i I guess it had to do with money had to do with rubles however i never the right person had to be getting money so that they could do that probably money changes everything right if the hand was greased it, it worked i never quite got why the underground clubs weren't allowed but if you were above board you know it worked we kind of live for underground clubs here it's it's the cool thing to do and the moment it gets out eh, let's go find another underground then club. it's not cool right it says here that you had to be part of the group you had to learn about it by word of mouth why because and this seems hard to believe there was only one record label in soviet russia here there are how many labels? Yeah. You know, I'm think I, I'm thinking of starting a label here in my basement. There are gajillions of them. There was one record label and it was called Melodia. M-E-L-O-D-I-Y-A, which again I'm positive I'm not pronouncing quite right. And they had a strict policy against publishing straightforward rock music or underground musicians. However, when 1985 hit and slowly but surely all the Rains began to be loosened. Those that were in the underground movement came above ground. So that's that's what happened. That's why this list, I think, is so interesting because you can see it in hindsight as sort of a last gasp. Yeah. This is what we want to happen, but it's not going to happen. Well, that's the final list that drove it uh, from underground to uh, above ground. Yeah, it seems guess, that huh? way. Right, it seems that way. I What I could never get exactly was who was the list for. It was published around to members of the Politburo, but was it for radio? Was it for just general public consumption? Right. That's the one thing I couldn't pin down exactly. Who did you create the list for? Or was it just some overriding, since you were the the group that was in charge of all youth, was it just to tell youth, don't listen to this thing? Rock and roll bad. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Then you get into that whole, the two-year-old and the cookie jar. I'm with you. Yeah, some kid, when I was 14, if you'd have said to me, don't listen to this band, it's bad for you. It was only... You know, a matter of the the egg timer getting to the last second until I listened to it. Look, I grew up with a family who didn't say anything was bad. Elvis is playing. Let's dance. And so, you you know, you didn't run into trouble. No, none. Yeah. So that's that's probably the way you should do it. Let's finish with UFO and probably play one more to finish out the whole 59 minutes of the show. That'll do it. So when you see this on social media, now you know the whole story behind it. It's not just some post and you can sound really super smart. I'm Joe Burns. Thank you for doing this. I'm Tammy Burns. That'll do it. Class is dismissed.